Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello there. Welcome, my friend. We are going to have another Beauty Boss interview today with Kim Zen, the brow artist. With over 20 years of experience, Kim has established herself as a top PMU artist, trainer, and industry leader. She's traveled the world as an international artist and speaker, judging competitions and sharing her expertise with inspiring artists. In addition to her impressive career in PMU, Kim is also a successful entrepreneur having founded, get this y'all, her own PMU Academy and her own product line, Girls Busy, and her passion for the industry and dedication to help others succeed, make her a valuable asset to, and the bio says the PMU community, but I'm just going to say the beauty industry as a whole. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. So I've seen you everywhere and always speaking. And of course your work is beautiful, but I really want to dive into like the behind the scenes, the Kim in the making, all of the things that these beauty bosses want to learn from you. Yeah. I ask, ask away. I'm an open book for you today. Yay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So take us back to give us like the 60 second story of, you know, not the long, like it started in the womb, but just like the quick version of how you got started in beauty. I got started in beauty very early, right after high school. I mean, I started working, I got my foot in the door with plastic surgeon's office and I was a receptionist and it opened my eyes to the world of aesthetics and I it was like a completely different world and I was just so so astonished and you know I wanted to learn everything so I went in like a sponge and so willing to learn and I was so fortunate that they took me on as their almost like their little sister niece and they really taught me so much as far as all the doctors really you know took me under their wing and I learned so much about wound care skin and aesthetics and that's how I got into beauty I really I really was intrigued with skin and I decided you know one of the doctors mentioned that maybe you should get into aesthetics and become an esthetician that might really fit where you're trying to, the path that you're trying to go into. Cause I almost went into nursing. So I got into aesthetics and you know, that's how it all started. I was barely 19 years old and I just started working and, and doing all sorts of stuff at, at the surgery center. I mean, from scrubbing in to patient care and all of that. So I was very fortunate to have been able to be you know in that industry at such a young age but that's how I initially got started and that just took on from there I once I got my esthetician license there was again that opened so many doors because you can do so much with that within that field so 
I was an esthetician for a while. And then I guess I want to say maybe the last eight years I've been doing permanent makeup solely. And it's been definitely an amazing, amazing journey and process. But that's kind of where I could sum it up for you in about a minute. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Do you think this is a two part question? Do you think you had that entrepreneurial spirit? Or where did that come from? You know, I think it really I think it wasn't something that I knew I had. It, it was definitely a learning process, but maybe because I didn't have much growing up, you know, I, I really knew that I had to work hard to, to have the things that I wanted to. And just, just that mindset, you know, like if I, I can do it, I can, if this is what I want, I'm going to work towards that. You know, no one's going to give that to me. I wasn't born with that. You know, I wasn't, I grew up with my grandparents. We, gosh, we lived on, welfare, Section 8, you know, it wasn't like I was privileged. So I think because I didn't have those things growing up, I really wanted to, I really wanted to have that, you know, I wanted something in my life that I could always look back on. So I think it's just that drive, but it's just being an entrepreneur, I think it's a learning process. And it's definitely not easy, but you know, you, there's pros and cons, but you know, I can't, I can't imagine doing anything else at this point. Yeah, I have a similar story and I think it just makes you hungry, right? Like it makes you really a bit more driven. So with everything that you've accomplished, I know, I know that there have to be moments of, we'll quote them as mistakes or failures or just challenges in general. Is there a moment, like a challenge that you can remember that you were just like, that brought me to my knees, or that was a moment where I was like, whoo, will I get through this? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always April. I think it's, I don't think you ever get past that. I feel like a lot of people think you reach a certain point and you don't experience that, but I think you do. It's like different levels of that in your career. It's, it's always, I have those moments. I mean, trust me, I, I have moments where I want to throw in the towel as well. It may look all glitz and glam on, on social media, but there's a lot behind the scenes, to be honest. And, but that molds you and that really, you know, I think helps mold you into the person that you are and, and where you're going. But definitely the challenges are still there. I don't think it's, it's any different now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you have, I mean, obviously you have different challenges, but do you think these challenges, well, this is a trick question because always the challenges that you're facing are like the worst at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, do you think these challenges are easier or harder than the ones before? You know what? I think they are maybe because you know you can get through them because you've already experienced that feeling of, okay, I know I can work through this and there's a solution to this. So I think it, it is easier in that sense, you know, maybe starting out, you're just so unsure, you have so much uncertainty that you don't know that if you're going to get through this. But I think now in, at this point in, in, into the career, I feel like, you know, you know, you're going to get through this. This is just one of those hurdles that you're going to get through. So you kind of just, you know, surrender to the situation sometimes, right? And you just, you know, you're going to get through it. So I guess to some sense, it, it, it is a lot easier. Yeah, that's a great point. Like your confidence is at a different level because you've been through like so much that you're just like, I know it's going to get rocky mm -hmm. and it's going to be a rough storm, but you know, the sun will come out. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. So take us back to the 
beginning. Like how did you just even starting your permanent makeup business before the academy and the product line and all of those things, mm -hmm. like how did you start to grow? What did you do marketing wise to get the word out? I did a lot of just word of mouth. You know, I didn't do a lot of marketing and I, you know, I just maybe started looking into marketing recently, but I honestly just worked hard and it was all word of mouth. It, you know, just the old school way, just really putting in the work and really trying to build that um, reputation and rapport with clients and just to see what the need was and to help fill that need and, and just really based off referrals. So a lot of my business is based off referrals and, and, you know, the reputation that I've built over the years here. Yeah. But you're active on social media for yes. sure. And do you, do you do that or do you have like a team now or somebody else that kind of strategizes all of that or is that in-house or? That's just me, you know, I just brought on someone to help me maybe create some content, but it's been me all these years and that's a whole struggle. That's one of the struggles. <laughs> that's, that's hard. That's a whole job that I can't, it's a beast. I can't keep up with that. I don't know how everybody does it, but it's, it's so different now than it was years ago. So I do have help now, but yeah, that's just been me. You know, I feel like as an artist, you, you want to know, you want to, you know what you want to put out and how it looks is only something that you, you can really accomplish sometimes. So it's hard to find that someone to, to hand it over to. I don't know. That's just from my experience. Yeah you've had success in multiple things, which is hard to do because it's a different skill set in, you know, just being an artist, mm -hmm. which I'm not saying just being because that's whew, like, that's enough. Right. But then running an academy and being responsible for students and teaching and all of that. And then the product line is like, girl, we don't even want to go there. But like, when did you know you were ready to pivot or that you could take on this challenge, this new challenge? Um, or gosh, how did you know? I don't even know if I knew then, to be honest, I just dove in, you know, that it, it was just some, it was just a, a, an opportunity at, at the time. And I just took it. I was like, you know, I know that I was what I was lacking when I got trained and I wanted to give back. And I've always wanted to help others to just have a better experience. And cause I knew what I, what was missing. So when I had the opportunity, I dove in because I knew I could make it better and it just took off from there. And yeah, my passion is to really help others because I know I've been there. I, I wanted to quit because I didn't have the guidance. And so I think that that's where, why I'm so passionate about what I do. And I wanted to create a, a space for others, artists like me that were struggling or that wanted the guidance. So it just happened, you know, I kind of, I had to really, just take control and really just grasp it and like go with it. But it, I did have an opportunity to teach and that kind of opened the doors for me. And you know what, it's just, it all, you're never ready. I don't, I didn't think I was ready to dive in with the product line or anything like that. It was definitely scary, but I just knew that I, what I was looking for again. So just trusting the process and diving into that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm feeling that. Give me an amen on that. That's so good. And I, and for this will go on the podcast, of course, for the podcast listeners, rewind, hear those words again. Kim said, you are never ready. You never feel ready. 
right? Like for anything big, anything big, like, you know, starting a family, you know, anything like that. It's never like, oh, I feel 100%. And if if you do, you really don't know because you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you're never ready. I I definitely agree. You never feel ready. Anything that I've done, it's... I feel like, you know, you, you just don't, if you feel like, oh, you're so nervous about it, then just definitely do it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So, so good. Yeah. Like a lot of people have said this, like they put together like nervous and excitement and they call it nerve excitement or, you know, things like that. Like if it spurs you, like if it is on your mind and it makes your heart beat fast, then you actually should run towards it. So that's so good. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you, what do you think is like an industry frustration or something like really, I don't want to say, yeah, well, like what irks you about our industry or a common mistake that you see a lot of people making that you're just like, oh gosh, if we could just fix this. There's so many. Yeah, I know. How much time do we have? A lot. I mean, it depends on the day. <laughs> you know, there's some things that I, I feel like I know we were talking about social media. I feel like we put, it's like a love and hate, right? I mean, it, we can use it to our advantage, but then I also feel like a lot of people get so sucked into it and then you are stuck working so much on what you're going to put out there that as artists, you're not really focusing on the art or the technique. And they're wondering why they're not growing their business. And, you know, your page could look pretty, but you're not there technically. And your, your, your level of skill needs so much work and, and time. But I feel like that's lacking. You know, we're, we're so set on this, what it has to look like and all this aesthetics that you're really not looking at, like, your actual skill as an artist. I feel like that's lacking a lot lately. And I see that a lot. So that kind of irks me, to be honest, because... I work so hard to make sure that, and I still do, that the skill is there, but it's just, we're so, again, the social, social media and what we have to put out there, I feel like that's just, it's like a love and hate process, but that does irk me because it's like, you know, you, you got to put in the work to be able to, to produce that or to be able to obtain that. It's not just this image on social media. So that does irk me because I truly respect the art. So that's one of the things, but you know, I think that is also, again, just everybody's a trainer now, right? It's just, that's where they think that the level is after you've reached a certain point from being an artist, but you know, they're also lacking certain things and, it, and it's just ugly cycle that we're going through. You know, there's, they're teaching, they're not teaching certain things that are so important for the art to be done or executed properly. So. I do see this ugly cycle going through. So that's something that I noticed lately, but I mean, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Those are, those are just the things that I've been seeing a lot lately. And maybe you can, you can agree or you can relate. It's just, I see a lot of that and it's unfortunate. So why I want to do what I do to help others. Like I want to be able to put quality training out there and really help guide and mentor anyone that's interested in, in really, uh, starting out a career in permanent makeup. Yeah, 100%. I think that, I think it's just one of those things that like we, because like 
our society expectations. Mm -hmm. They expect to be like experts overnight, like the overnight expert, the overnight, you know what I mean? Like there's, they don't understand like the process and that the process takes work, right? Cause they're just sold like, okay, you know, six figures quick, you know, instant. And, mm -hmm. and also it's su such a low uh, barrier to entry into our field, whether it's permanent makeup or lashes or even aesthetics. I mean, aesthetic school is a bit more expensive. I'm also an esthetician mm -hmm. before permanent makeup artist. And so that's a bit more expensive. But if you look at like starting a restaurant or <laughs> like, you know, opening any other business. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to open a restaurant overnight. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I mean, you would, you need years. And, and I, I don't know why that it doesn't line up with what we do as well. And it's, it's so different. And yeah, like society just, it, so everything is like quick and how fast can you get there? You know? So yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So what do you think it takes? Like, what would you say? This could be twofold. This could be like values or, you know, mindset, that type of thing. And then also like strategy, but let's start with, what do you think the characteristics, like, what do you think it takes to be successful? Mm -hmm. I think it really takes a lot of dedication and discipline because you're going to have those challenges that want to throw you off the path. So you really have to have a strong why, like what is your ultimate why, your reason. I think motivation only can last you or take you so far because that disappears along the way, but you really have to have that real discipline and commitment, real, a lot of grit <laughs> and resilience to, to get there. So I think that's what's lacking is that just that commitment. But I think that's really important to be, to be successful, you know, just to, and you, you have to really have a passion for it. So if you're really not passionate about it, when those challenges along the way come, you're, you're gonna wanna give up. So I think it really does take a lot of commitment to be successful in that direction that you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. I studied this in, I'm going to sound like a dinosaur, but in 2003, and there were five people in my mm -hmm. class, and I was the only one that actually continued. Mm -hmm. And I think that those numbers are probably, you know, if not more accurate and the numbers might even be less. So like if it's a big class, like if, say it's a class of 10, it's probably got like two and 10, you know, actually continue to focus and have the, the discipline, I think is a really key word to keep going with it. I and maybe if it's a smaller class. No, yeah, I, I, yeah. I really say that all the time. I feel like the percentage that really continue after taking a course is about 20%. And like, like you're saying like the two out of the 10. And I really, I agree over the years that I've worked at, with artists or students, I feel like 80% don't continue. They don't follow through. And that's unfortunate, but it, again, it really takes a lot of discipline and that commitment and that's, and you will fall off. Yeah. And then on the strategy side, like what, you know, advice would you give for somebody that's like, okay, I got the discipline, I got the grit and I'm ready. I can focus because you need focus, especially in the world today with all the shiny object distractions, right? So how do you have that focus? What strategies would you recommend to somebody that's new or somebody that's struggling? I think you really have to prioritize and really write down and have a, a schedule set to delegate certain hours for this because it, I mean, with life and everything, it's so hard to just get distracted that I really think that having having a schedule and, and, and seeing it out, you know, laid out, it does help. 
I know that helps me. I have to definitely prioritize and write it out and have it all laid out for the week or I will completely forget and get distracted. So that's, that's what helps for me. Yeah. And since you have like these three areas of your business, what, they're basically three separate businesses, actually. How do you organize the team or how do you decide what gets what percentage of your energy? Do you do like one third, one third, one third, or like this gets half of my attention or how do you divide that up? Prioritizing again, just, <laughs> I wish I knew. I'm still trying to find the balance with life and making sure you're staying healthy and working out and everything. And, you know, I have a little boy as well. So it's just, it's just juggling everything. I think that's always, it's still a challenge. That's one of the challenges. So it is, it is definitely hard. I think for me, I do have to prioritize and, and have a schedule for that as well, because I have to put energy into everything or else something always lacks. So that's, yeah, trying to divide everything equally is, is tricky, but again, having a schedule really helps with that as well. Yeah. And then when you get to these certain levels, now you've hired really good people under you to also take some of the load. How did you, you know, develop that skill of being a leader to hire people? Any tips or takeaways that you have on that? I, I, I need some tips on that. <laughs> yeah, you have figured things out. You have to give us, you know, you have them. <laughs> As you can see, I haven't figured it out yet. You know, I, I still battle with that sometimes. You know, finding the right help is hard, to be honest. You know, finding that, that someone that's dedicated. I feel like a lot of people or artists that I've had that are, would, have, would have been great for the team are, you know, they're not local. They live from, a, they come in from a different state. Or it's so unfortunate. So it's like, as much as I want to mold and build this team, sometimes that's difficult too, because the ones that are, that are, dedicated are not local from, from San Diego. And I, I still struggle with that, trying to find the right fit and the right help. I do, you know, I realize that I have to delegate certain projects to an individual who has what, what that's their, like that strong skill set, because I can't delegate one, I don't have that one person that can do, do it all. So I, I learned along the way that I have to split up these, I guess I want to call it projects, so that I can delegate and then it gets executed the way it needs to. So that does help for me. So yeah. Not, yeah, it definitely, and that's a process too, finding the right fit for what you need and what you're looking for. So that saying like, don't be quick to hire. I've learned that along the way as well, you know, so I'm still, you know, still trying to find and put, put together that team, but it, it's, you know, it's, it took a while. It took, it took years, but now I learned Definitely. I have a lot of people in the back end and team members, but they all have their tasks. So that works for me. I haven't found the unicorn yet. <laughs> well, that's because you're yeah. the unicorn. <laughs> I don't think anybody works as hard as you and can do it like you as, as a business owner. So that's always going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the expression, hire slow, fire fast. Yes. And the idea is that, you know, you do need to take your time, which people don't want to do. I always say people hire when they're already, you know, past, like you're already in the weeds, so to speak. You're already overwhelmed and you're just like, you want somebody just yes. to take it, like take all of this and make it better. And you don't have time to teach them. You don't have time to really set them up for success, which makes it challenging because you didn't slowly hire. You tried to just 
just get somebody in there to be a mind reader and do it all. But I love the idea of really saying, this is your wheelhouse. You know, I had that with my team too. Like, you know, Rhea really focuses more on the podcast edits and our reels and more like that's what she's really good with. And Denise can do more of the scheduling and graphics and, and they can both do each, you know, cause I cross train them, but they have what they're good at. They have what they're really their area of focus and what I know that they can do like so much faster and, and so much better. So that really helps. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if you were starting over, don't you love these questions? <laughs> if you were starting over, what piece of advice would you give to yourself or is there anything that you would do differently? That's a really good question. You know, I mean, I don't know if I would do anything differently. I feel like everything that I've experienced has molded me to where I am today. And it's all the lessons learned along the way that really have helped me, whether they were good or bad. So I, I can't say that I would have done anything differently or I wish I did. You know, I don't regret anything. I wish I made some certain decisions maybe sooner than other, but I, I can't really say that I, I would like to change anything because I, I feel like it, it really helped me to be who I am today with all of that, all of those experiences. If there's anything that might help as a tip, I mean, I would have loved to had more, more guidance and, and mentoring when I started out. I just, I mean, back then it was just, oh, I let me take a class and I think I could just add this to my, my service. But, you know, little did I know about permanent makeup. So that was really challenging. But if I knew then what I know now, I would have definitely looked for more of a mentor or more guidance or just, you know, all the things that I, I was definitely lacking then to get me there faster. <laughs> but again, if I didn't go through all the struggles, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. That wouldn't have led me to really focus and commit and really try to figure out what would work for a client and wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to produce the kind of technique that I, I now I get to speak all over the world about. So I, I don't think I can change that at this. I can say I can change that at this point. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love that because, you know, it's interesting mentors definitely can speed up the process and say like, don't do that mm -hmm. or avoid this mistake, or this is what I've learned. So they can speed it up. That doesn't mean that you're not going to make any mistakes. You'll just make different mistakes. <laughs> so you're going to have different like learning, but then, so from that, what would you say like are your top three characteristic traits that led to success? Like, what do you think it is about mm -hmm. you that really has made a difference? I, I want to say, gosh, I am resilient. <laughs> I'm not going to give up. You know, I'm going to put up a fight before I go down because this is, you know, it's like, if you're so passionate about it, I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, I stepped away a few times thinking maybe I should get into something else or dabble into something else, but it was like, you know, I, I'm so passionate about aesthetics and helping people feel better and be make you know, women feel beautiful and change. It can change. So it's such a powerful gift. Like I always say that it's such a powerful gift that we have as, as artists, you know, just to change the way someone feels about themselves, it changes their outlook in life and it can change their world. So I can't imagine doing anything, anything else, but I think it really, it took a lot of resi resilience on my end to stay committed and just to really fight through all the challenges and not to give up. So that would be my answer for you on that. 
I love that word resilience. Like it's not one you hear very often, you know, there's like certain words we hear a lot, but yeah, resilience, like it's just like, oh, I can feel it when you say that word. Yes. I, I, I love that. Okay. All right. So I think that we have tried to rack your brain for as much as we can get. <laughs> Of like, just give us all your secrets. Uh -huh. Just tell us, just give us the, the cheat sheet. But there really is no cheat sheet. So tell us, what are you working on now? What are you excited about? What is upcoming? Where can we find you? All of the good things. Oh gosh. So this year there's, there's a lot going on. I just partnered up with Undo, which is a removal brand. And I'm really excited about that. I've been looking for something that's effective and going to produce the results that I can really confidently offer clients. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm, I'm teaching that as well at my studio. So that's one thing this year that I'm, I'm really excited about to be able to bring more awareness for this brand. I got some comp speaking engagements and I'll be in London this year. And so that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. That's my first time there. And then back at the Vegas PMU conference. So that's always, always such a nice event there. So this year is just, you know, really focusing on trainings. You know, I, I want to get back into being able to offer more, you know, group sessions and, and of course this undo removal brand as well. So that's kind of on the, on the books this year. Is the removal out already? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so how do they find out more about that? So you can go to the link in my bio or my website, but it is in the link in the bio. There is some more information on this process and as, as far as training as well. So great service to add for permanent makeup artists or even tattoo artists. But I know we deal with a lot of work that needs to be removed lately. So I know that, you know, I feel like 80% of the clients that do inquire to have their brows done, I feel like need a removal or, or they're coming for, you know, help to remove some botched work. So undo has been great. It's safe. It's not saline. It's not an acid. It's not magnetic. It's a safe and effective solution that we apply just like we're tattooing. So it helps to draw the ink to the surface, but also assist in wound healing as well, which I love that part because you get better, better results, better recovery time as well. So it's been great. And yeah, it's really exciting. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having so me. So exciting. I mean, I just have to say, you know, you are such an inspiration. Your work is always meticulous. Your work is always mm -hmm. gorgeous. But I think above that, you know, the example that you lead with your success in these multiple areas of the industry, just being a strong, confident woman, we admire that. We need more of that in life in general. And yeah, you're very humble and just kind. So I just thank you for coming on and sharing all of that. Guys, you can reach out to her. You're probably already following her. If not, follow her page. She's got a lot of great stuff. And we will put this episode out on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining Hi, me. So much for having me. This yeah. is fun. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And any final words of what brings you joy, Kim? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Good question. You know, just, just doing, doing what I love, like what I, I'm, I'm living my dream. You know, this is what brings me joy, even though, you know, we talked about the challenges at the end of the day, if you really... I'm just grateful, you know, I have definitely a lot of gratitude for everything that 
have to look back at even the challenges. It's just, if I look at the bigger picture, I'm definitely grateful for everything. So this is definitely what brings me joy. You know, I'm in my studio today. I know it's, it's, this is, this is joy for me. Awesome. Thank you for being an inspiration to us all. Thank you, April. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the beauty marketing simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.